Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Huron. Thank you very much for joining me. Later on in the show, we're heading up to Manfield for a Moto TT track day with Todd. We're going to catch up with some other characters as well. Uh, we've got a full video up at a, the Moto NZ YouTube channel right now if you want to check it out. Before we get there though, I've got a nine month review on my one ton Apex riding gear. So let's crack into that now. Now last time we spoke about the one ton Apex riding gear, I'd been wearing it for about a month and I was gearing up for a big road trip around the top of the south. Well, we went and we did the massive road trip and you've probably heard, seen or read the video by now. Uh, it didn't quite go to plan, so I don't think it's a spoiler to say that we didn't get to do the Molesworth. Regardless, it was a great trip, but that's not what the point of the story is about. Since then, we've had summer, the leaves turned brown, they fell off the trees, we're into the colder months now, and I've spent a fair amount of time wearing the, the uh, one-ton Apex riding suit, and here are my thoughts. It's actually really, really good for the cost of it. There are loads and loads of features, and the magnetic fastening down the front is neat. It's got magnetic fastening on the rain gusset on the outer shell, and magnetic fastening on the pockets, as well as zips. I kind of wish the vents in the chest and midway down the thigh were a little easier to open or close, maybe even use on the fly. But if you remember to open or close them before you take off, they're easy enough to deal with. And they're massive, so you get some good ventilation if you are riding through a hot day. Let me break down my thoughts into some sort of order that makes a little bit more sense. First up is the fit. The fit is great and the gear is still very comfortable, though if you are looking to purchase the gear make sure that you follow the sizing chart on the One Ton website. Apparently I'm a 3XL jacket and a 4XL pants, whereas I would usually be about an XL or a 2XL. Insulation, during the depths of winter the three layers work well together. I was riding through frost late last year, the early mornings no problems. As spring wore on and things warmed up, I found about 15 degrees was the warmest I wanted to ride in with all three layers installed. Any warmer, and although it was fine while riding, when I stopped I started to quickly overheat. Between 15 and 20 degrees I could happily just wear the outer shell, or the outer shell in the rain layer if things looked a little ominous. Anything warmer than about 20, and it was the outer shell only. The gear is wearing well, there are no signs of anything wearing out as yet, the zips are all functioning well and the magnetic fastening is great, nice and fast to put on or take off, though if you are riding a bike with a metal fuel tank you might find yourself sticking to it a little. Waterproofing, now this is a tricky category to write about because in my experience no waterproof gear or gear that is sold as waterproof actually is, and if it is, it won't be forever. The Apex suit lasted about 5 months before developing a leak in the crutch, and that's not super bad, most gear that I've had has lasted around about the 6 month mark and leaked in the same place. Simply donning a waterproof outer layer does sort this issue. Other than that, other than that, I'm happy enough to ride in a passing shower. The jacket is pretty good at keeping the rain out. Utility this is one area that the one ton Apex gear does really, really well. In fact, in fact, it does exceedingly well. The pants have two sets of pockets. They've got the cargo pockets down the side of the leg and two sets of zip-up pockets in the lap. The jacket has two sets of external pockets plus a stack of pockets inside. 
both the jacket and the pants have massive air vents that I've mentioned already, uh, meaning it's easy to get some airflow when the weather does warm up. Protection. Elbows, knees, shoulder and back. You get more than you pay for, in my opinion, with the Apex Adventure gear from One Ton. More than many other brands as well. It's removable when you want to wash the gear. It stays in place as much as you would expect with layered riding gear, and I think it's pretty good. So, that's it really. For the price, the One Ton Apex riding gear is really good. Given the total cost of the jacket and pants is less than a jacket of some of the other leading name brands. I've been warm and well protected in most conditions and I'm happy to wear the gear moving forward. So check out oneton.co.nz if you're looking for affordable riding gear with a very wide feature set and all the photos and full specs are up at motonz.com. Time for some news and the first cab off the rank. It's a bit a bit of a big deal. Uh, you may have seen the Beeline navigation devices online. We've in fact been running them for around about a year now. They're a handy little watch-sized device that you mount on your handlebars. Gives you GPS navigation and turn-by-turn. We call them the Puck. They're quite cool. I I really quite like it. And up till now, they've only been available from the Beeline website and shipped internationally. But great news, Darby, aka motogear.co.nz, are now the New Zealand agent and distributor for Beeline here in New Zealand, meaning that we will not only be soon to be able to see them in uh, local bike shops and check them out, but we've also got local warranty support and local accessories. Uh, In a press release from Derby, they say that they are proud to announce that they are now the New Zealand distributor of the award-winning Beeline Moto Navigation brand, bringing all the benefits of the incredibly easy-to-use and elegant navigation system right to Kiwi riders at their local motorcycle dealer. With a minimalist, stylish and robust design, featuring IP67 waterproofing, and shockproof construction, the Beeline Moto is up for moto adventure in any conditions on and off-road. And I can back that up and say that I've had it on my handlebars on the T7 uh, on many, many roads and uh, paper roads and off-road around New Zealand, and it's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, so pair that with the app on your phone, and you've got turn-by-turn navigation. It's got two modes. It's got a compass mode, which will just tell you basically which way to go. And it's got turn-by-turn navigation, which basically says, you know, in in 20 metres, turn left, in three kilometres, turn right, that sort of thing. User-friendliness is one of the main characteristics of the new navigation choice, which can be securely mounted to any motorcycle in seconds, thanks to the the simple quick-release twist-lock system and elasticated strap mount that comes as standard with every unit. More details on Beeline. Uh, Coming to New Zealand with Derby Accessories, motogear.co.nz is up at motonz.com. The more things change, the more they stay the same, and that's got to be a good thing as far as New Zealand's dirt biking community is concerned. The popular Dirt Guide cross-country series has undergone a transition, but in name only, with the popular Central North Island competition now to be known as the Forestland Cross-Country Series. Based in forestry near and around Tokoroa, the well-liked series has merely undergone a mild rebrand, 
although there is also a new main sponsor for the series and that is Forbes and Davies, New Zealand's leading importer and wholesaler of motorcycle tyres, ATV tyres, ride apparel helmets and accessories. Forbes and Davies is the New Zealand distributor of key brands such as O'Neill, Arai and Ogio and these brands have had a long relationship with the series. It therefore made sense to the series organisers to carry on the relationship with the series and these brands, plus the long-standing brands for Forbes and Davies such as Maxima Oil, Metzler Tyres, Maxi Grip AT- ATV and the Dirt Tyre range, along with many other brands, brings a fresh look also. More information on the formerly known Dirt Guide Cross Country Series, now Forest Lands Cross Country Series at kiwirider.co.nz. Following on from the Gas Gas announcement and the Husqvarna announcement for the 2023 uh, lineups, KTM has finally given us a taste of what the new year will include with their 2023 Enduro EXC range. Boasting an updated design, orange-coated chromoly steel frame, race-proven WP Explore suspension at each end, and of course, ready-to-race credentials, the 2023 KTM Enduro range is one to beat. Starting with the Enduro Underdog, the KTM 150EXC 2-stroke and topping out with the class-leading power of the KTM 500EXC F 4-stroke, the 2023 KTM Enduro range caters to all riders and terrains. Visually, the 2023EXC range pays homage to the KTM Enduro models of the 1990s with all new graphic design and white, purple and orange colour scheme. No longer just orange machines, the 2023 Enduro range stands out from the monochrome colours of everything else on the trails. In terms of engines, the two-stroke model range once again makes use of KTM's patented transfer port injection or TPI technology, which has ensured fewer emissions and fuel and better fuel consumption. According to KTM, it proves smooth and strong power delivery from the bottom right through to the top end of the rev range. The four-stroke model features four options to cover the breadth of rider needs. The entry point being the 250EXCF and KTM 350EXCF models before topping out with the big bore 450EXCF and 500EXCF powerhouses. Sitting outside the core range are the ever popular KTM EXC 6 days range which offers a tribute to the upcoming 2022 FIM International 6 days enduro in France combining the latest in innovation with an extensive list of race-derived parts fitted as standard. Every motorcycle in the range gets fully adjustable WP Explore suspension as standard, with the advantage of the progressive damping system or PDS on the rear. The PDS layout is a staple across the EXC and EXEF Enduro models, offering lower maintenance due to fewer moving parts, but provides more ground clearance with less chance of hooking up when climbing over rocks or logs. The 2023 KTM EXC range is expected to be in New Zealand soon, with pricing yet to be confirmed at the time of writing the story. More information on the 2023 KTM EXC range can be found in the latest Kiwi Rider magazine, kiwirider.co.nz. Hey 
Here we are in, uh, where are we? Fielding, Circuit Chris Amon, Manfield, a.k.a. Catching up with the man that's been out on the track. It is Todd. Uh, we talked uh, buckets a few weeks ago, and now we're at a proper racetrack, Todd. We are indeed. It is uh, another podcast. Todd is at another track again. <laughs> it's been really good. It's, uh, my third time on this track. Um, and today I am on the Ninja 300, which is a rental bike. Yeah. So it's a track day, Moto TT track day. Uh, they're the guys that do, uh, you know, run, you want to take your bike on track, you come and talk to them and you pay your money and you go for it. They also do uh, play day on track. Years ago, I remember taking a car to one of their, well, a few of their days. Um, so well, let's talk about the running of the event. How is it um, reasonably easy to get involved in? It is pretty much go to the website and pay your money and then you can come along for the day. It's very easy to get started. Um, no restrictions really. I think you can just come along with street gear. You don't even need leathers, which is pretty good. Um, that would put you into the slower group if you're only riding street gear. But yeah, any bike is welcome. I guess maybe the only one that isn't is like a motocross bike with knobbies. But I saw a um, motor, well, I want to say a motocross bike, a, a motard over there. Yeah, I think it's WR450. Um, looks great actually. Looks really nice. Um, yeah, lots of different bikes here. There's, uh, there's an old cruiser over there. We saw a Multistrada. Um, I haven't seen any other adventure bikes, but yeah, it's it's a really big turnout today, so it's fantastic to see. Now, you're riding a, uh, a rental bike, a uh, total track bike hire. So what? You've got a bike, you've paid your money, somebody else maintains it, and you take it on track? Pretty much, yeah. I drove up in my car and turned up at the track, and the bike was ready to go. Um full of fuel and I go out there and ride it for the day that's basically it um, and yeah it's a really good deal for me I don't have a dedicated track bike and I've taken my Tiger just one too many times to the track where I'm pushing uh, pushing its limits and don't want to really drop it so in uh, in this way at least I get to rent a bike and obviously I don't have to pay for things and bits if I break them but uh, that's not the intention the intention is to like just get on and try a different sort of style of bike um, different to what I'm used to 30-minute lunch break. There you go. Uh, so the dude's name's Chappie. It's a new kind of outfit, and we'll catch up with him uh, a little bit later on. But, um, yeah, so you've got a Ninja 300. Tell us about the bike. So this one's a, a race spec, I believe. Um, so I don't really know what they've done to the in- engine internals, but you've got Olin's uh, forks and, uh, what, well, it's a cartridge kit in the forks, and Olin shock, um, arrow exhaust, um, I think they're Bridgestone R11s, the tyres, um, which is what they run currently in the 300 class. Um, and yeah, the brakes are good. Everything's just really nice. Um, it's got another bike which is set up slightly more comfortable for people who um, are sort of just getting into track riding. Um, and it doesn't have all the fast bits on it, but it's um, a little bit more comfortable to ride. Um, the one I'm on is definitely ready to race. Uh, I am definitely not fast enough. I'm about 10 seconds off the uh, fastest guys on, in the 300 class, so I'm, I'm quite slow, but I am you know, taking a second off uh, each session. So as the day goes on, I'm feeling much better. And you went out there with um, some, some issues with your front preload. You've been dialing that in as you go? That's right. So when our first session buried the uh, cable tie, um, we're just checking. We got the shock set up before I went, but um, the forks, we just wanted to see where they were at. And um, yeah, went out, buried the cable tie, went to add some preload, added in one leg, and the other leg wouldn't move. And I realized that 
um, I spoke to the technician here and um, he played around a bit and we realized that one leg had all the preload in and one leg had all the preload out. So it ended up being a bit of a um, bit of a fun bike to handle coming into corners. Uh, I thought it was just me, but it turns out that's not a great setting for any bike. So we've uh, changed it, um, put it to seven out and I got close to bottom out again. So I've added a few more turns and we'll see how we go in the next session. Now, of course, we had a couple of uh, wee offs at the bucket racing. Uh, what's that done for your confidence? Hasn't really changed it too much. Maybe a little bit. Maybe I'm a little bit more cautious. But um, yeah, like I, it just yeah, it didn't make too much of a difference. I think it will make a bit more of a difference when I go back to bucket racing because um, those particular corners I'll uh, keep in mind. But generally, yeah, I'm feeling good. I think the biggest thing for me now is to, like, it's a different bike. It's a different sort of geometry to what I'm used to, and because of that, I'm feeling more tentative. So as the day goes on and I'm feeling more comfortable, I'm able to push it a bit more, um, and I will try and do the same in the afternoon if we don't get any rain. But, um, yeah, I'd say confidence mostly is around not being able to feel the bike in the same way that I felt my Tiger, because I've rode that so much. I got really used to um, what it felt like when the front was starting to chatter or the rear started to kick out a bit. Brilliant. All right, well, we're going to have some lunch and um, we'll catch up with you after your next session. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Right, so we're catching up with Chappie. Chappie, total track bike hire. Well, hello, firstly. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Yeah, great, great day. So many bikes here today. It's a really, really busy track day. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think most of the groups, if not all, are full. So um, it's good to see people wanting to get out and about again. So you've been doing um, California Superbike School for a number of years. I have, yeah. I've been lucky to be tied into the New Zealand branch and uh, I'm able to coach with the Australian branch as well, which um, I'm super lucky and, and really enjoy watching people have fun. And now Total Track Bike Hire, how did this come about? Uh, it's been something I've been thinking about for, for quite a while. In New Zealand there was always a gap where there was no bikes that you could hire to, to take to a racetrack. Um, and after sort of the New Year's resolution, it's like, well, let's try some new things. And I bought a couple of bikes and spoke to a couple of people and here we are. Nice. So you got you got Bonnie and Clyde, both Ninja 300s? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I just happened to be on Trade Me and found a, a fairly affordable green little Ninja 300 that was Clyde and looked for a second one just to sort of match. I thought it'd be easy to have two the same uh, for spares and it also means if something goes wrong with one then the customer's got a spare um, or I have a spare for the customer. So yeah, and it seems to be a really popular choice for people getting into track days. How are they set up? Are they set up like, have you got a baseline set up or is there a, is there a predetermined kind of this is what you need for this class kind of thing? Uh, yeah, well they're, they're very different. The Clyde being the green one is more of a track day bike, so fairly standard with some plastics. It's got a noisy pipe and it's had a couple of little tweaks to it, so a really good entry level track bike. Whereas Bonnie was uh, was a full New Zealand spec 300 race bike, so it's got Olin's front and rear and, and a proper really good full system on it. Um, so it is a really well sorted package for those guys who want just a little bit more than um, than a box standard bike. Brilliant. So we're going to get some footage here. We've got a camera on uh, on Bonnie. Todd's going to take it out in the next session. If people want to check it out, check it out on YouTube. There'll be a link in the description of this podcast. Uh, if people want to find out more about what you're doing and maybe take your bikes for a spin, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, the best way, uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and that's where you're going to find out the most amount of information. Uh, and just give us a call or an email, uh, and we can set up whenever it is you want to be on track. We can try and be there. I do have a real job as well, so um, we'll uh, try and take some time off and uh, make sure we can get you on track. Outstanding. Thank you, Chappie. Total track bike hire. Um, looking forward to what this, uh, seeing what this bike can do on track. Cheers, man. Great to meet you.
right, well, I guess we can line up with these guys. Session is nearly out. We wait here till we're called and I think that is a Ninja 300 in the front there. Sounds like it. Seems like a very fast guy. I think I've seen him out there. He's overtaken me a few times. So this is the first session out from lunch. Uh, it was a good morning. Improving pace each session. Each session was only really five laps. I think it was five, five, then seven laps. So we're improving pace each uh, each session. And this one first out of lunch, I think what we're going to do is just uh, take it easy, warm the tires up, feel comfortable on the bike again. And I think maybe next session I'm going to push a little harder. But this one, I'm going to focus on consistency, which uh, is not necessarily my strongest point. And that's what we're working on today. There's always that feeling when you're sitting here that you're in the wrong group, that you've heard someone else, uh, you've heard like a different group uh, be called out and you've just gone and joined them. You don't belong there. He said something about being slippery. That's interesting. I didn't hear that. over the shoulder here and make sure that no one is coming down the street but even though we've done that we're just gonna hang on the outside anyway and start to pick up some speed tires are cold so we're just gonna take it easy get some heat into the tires tip it in slowly and from here, the rest of Todd's track experience doesn't really make an awful lot of sense without visuals, so I invite you to head to MotoNZ.com or jump on YouTube and search out MotoNZ and check out Todd's Manfield track experience on that mighty Ninja 300. Otherwise, this has been Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure that you uh, get hold of us and uh, let us know what a shit job we've been doing. You can email me, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Uh, you can get hold of us on Facebook and Instagram as well as TikTok. Check out the latest Kiwi Rider magazine, kiwirider.co.nz is the website for that. And uh, Matt's website as well, onthrottle.co.nz for the latest in motorcycling news. Otherwise, keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.